Hey everyone, welcome to this week's sermon podcast of B Church. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermons for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. I hope you feel refreshed. I do. For a while now, Pastor Wilmer spoke about the apostolic movement and the proton believer, it's the first. And the Bible speaks about the apostolic as the foundation of the church together with the prophetic. So for those of you who weren't in church, I can really encourage you to go and listen to those sermons and make yourself familiar of what God is busy doing in our lives and in our church. And I spoke to Boss of Uma last night, and it's as if I feel different. And he said, but it's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to feel different because we cannot always stay in the same season. We have to change and then we have to amend and we need to see God on a new level. So this morning, I want to speak about the blueprint of the apostolic living. What it is to live in this apostolic movement or mandate that Christ has given me and you. You see, this church is called for the apostolic. We know that. We've seen that. And something that stood in my heart while I was preparing this message is a great pillar of the apostolic is to understand the kingdom. And it's so significant because who of you can remember that we did a kingdom series a while ago? So Jesus already knew where we're heading at, even though we couldn't see So we were dealing with the kingdom to make sure that we understand, but not sure what's coming. So one of the pillars of the apostolic is to understand the kingdom. Then, last year, Pastor Wilma came back from holiday, as always, and he said, you think the word for 2023 will be mobilization? And if you look back from this point back in time, you will see you have to be mobilized to be part of the sent ones. If you're not mobilized, you can't go. So we have to understand that God is busy with something. It's the kingdom. Definitely, it's not by accident. Because I know that the mother and the father of this house pray about everything and know exactly where they want to go and what they must teach. So the kingdom and mobilization was two pillars that stood out for me while I prepared this message. But now they understand that the foundation of the church is building the apostles and the prophets. And we know now that this church is called to be part of apostolic movement or a mandate. So how does this apostolic movement or mandate look? The living of it. I want to speak about four topics or four points. The first one is the mission statement. If you're in business or if you're just a mother or father or whatever you do in your life, you have to have a mission. Do you agree? Otherwise, where are we heading at? The Bible says, write it on the tablets of our hearts and run with it. So we have to have a mission and a vision. So the first is the mission. 
then there must be a strategy. It's always a strategy to fulfill our mission. And if we look in the business world, for those of you who have business, sorry, that's my framework, that's why I'm talking from that side of the point, is you first have to analyze. You have to see the mission. Now you have to strategize, and through strategizing, you have to analyze. How will you accomplish that, what you want to do, the mission? Then you have to organize. So if you analyze and say, I want to achieve this in any part of your life, then you must understand that you have to organize. So may it be new employees in the business, whatever it might be, but you have to organize something to move to your mission. And then thirdly, you have to deputize. Those of you who know the deputy ministers, they're supposed to do the work of what they call to do. So then you need to deputize and you have to give responsibility to people around you so that you, with the mission, can run. Are you still, are you still with me? Okay. Then we will have a look at the blueprint. So first remember it's the mission, it's the strategy, and then we have the blueprint of the apostolic living. And there we will have a look at the greatest discourse, or the first sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. And then, how do we apply everything that we have now to understand where we're moving at? Are you good? Okay, so let's jump in. So Jesus had a mission statement. So Jesus' mission statement, he knew exactly why he's on earth being flesh. Why? To reconcile people back to God. That was, that's what his mission was. To reconcile people back to God. As long, in John 9 verse 4 it says, As long as it is day, I must do the work of him who sent me. The night is coming when no one can work. Church, we don't know the day nor the hour, but we have to be ready. We have to be ready. So Jesus is stating that he, had, he has work to do. So he needs to reconcile people back to God. That was his mission statement. Now we have to understand that the foundation of the apostolic mandate or the apostolic church, the foundation is rooted in love. It's rooted in love. You see in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 3, sorry, Ivy team, you have to bear with me, I'm jumping. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Verse 13 says, So now, faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. What is the greatest of the fivefold ministry? Which ones are the first to saint? It's the apostles. It's the apostolic. What is the greatest to gain 
it's love. So there have to be a connection. So the characteristic of being an apostolic movement, you have to have the foundation of love. And you cannot love one another if you don't know God, because God is love. So come on now. You hear, you hear me? You understand? So we all have to have a relationship with Jesus to understand that there's a mission to be reconciled back to God. And how will we accomplish Jesus' mission? Because He has sent us. The Father sent Him so that He can send us to fulfill the mission that He proclaimed on earth while He was still flesh. Okay. So now that we have the first point, there was a strategy. There was a strategy. Matthew 4.23, it says, Jesus ministered to great crowds, and he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So, if fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytic, and he healed them, and great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. Verse 5. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And then just quickly in Mark 3, verse 13, and he went up on the mountain, and he called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. Jesus, seeing the crowds coming from all over, he analyzed. You must remember now, there's a strategy. So he analyzed the crowds, and he saw there's multitudes he cannot do it alone his flesh he was on earth at that point in time he needed hands and feet to help him so what did he do he invited people to go with him and they some of them said yes to go away on a higher level on a higher level so my question to you this morning is can you say yes? Because Jesus needs you for his strategy. He analyzed, and now he's organizing his first discourse or his first sermon, which he called the Sermon on the Mount. So he's, he analyzed the crowds to go up, and now he's organizing the Sermon on the Mount. So there's two parts now. The one is the people on top of the mountain with Jesus, and then we have the multitudes at the bottom of the mountain. But you have to understand in worldly vision or in worldly sense, it is world values, it's the multitudes, those people that's still struggling, that's still in the world, and we have those that's supposed to be us, and everyone down there to be on top of the mountain, to be closer to God, to be in relationship with Him, to hear his word, to eat his word, to understand his teaching. He was the way, the truth, and the life. He was the way. He made himself flesh. He was the truth. He spread the word. He gave the word for us to eat. And he was the life for us to step into eternity. So for me and you, we have work. Do you understand? We have work. The multitude is down there. And we have to fetch them. In your workplace, at school, wherever you are, 
you have a mission. So if you thought at the beginning of my sermon you don't have a mission, I just gave you one. So take the mission and make sure that you get the multitudes up the mountain. Now, now, we know, now that we know that we are up the mountain, something happens. So Jesus teach about the first thing when he opened his mouth, he teach about the Beatitudes. And I call it our beautiful attitude. Okay. That's what we are supposed to do, our beautiful attitude. But first you have to realize some of you, some people in the world, some of us, we have to realize that we are spiritually poor. When you realize that you cannot do anything out of your own, you will understand that there's a spiritual journey that needs to start. And for our spiritual journey that needs to start, we have to understand that this journey represents the righteousness of God. Because that is what we ultimately long for, is to be in right standing with God, isn't it? And then we see that there's a mandate of the apostolic to represent Christ's transformation for love and grace. And how beautiful is it that the mother and the father of this house have love and grace written all over them without saying a word. But you can feel it. It's tangible. It's a difference. It's just it's something else. So just look at the calling that's upon their lives and where the church is heading at if you look at the foundation of love and grace. So now that you know the people is poor in spirit. They need to have a spiritual journey with Jesus to represent his righteousness and to make sure there's a transformation for love and grace. I want to take you on a journey. Can you buckle up? Because we're going high. Are you ready? We're going very high. So the Beatitudes, if I can maybe have... Let me just check. Matthew 5, please. The Sermon on the Mount. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, the Beatitudes, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. You see now, you have to be poor in spirit to make sure that nothing of me, but only through him. He opened his mouth, oh no, sorry, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted of righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. We always say it's in the coming and the going. So if we take an invisible line and you take the four first four beatitudes and you draw a line then we will build a mountain so the first four will take us 
up the mountain up until we receive the righteousness. Poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, and then we will find the righteousness. So we have to die within ourselves to go up the mountain to receive the righteousness of God. So when you're on the top of that mountain, we'll have to go down again to the multitudes. That is where it's merciful. You will be persecuted. All those things. And I've asked myself the question, and so where did you miss it? Did you miss it along the way? Did you maybe jump over one? Don't like this one. And if I just jump, I will still, still get there. But you see, Pastor Vilma always say, you can just be pregnant for so long. So you can just stay up the mountain for so long. The multitude needs us. So you have to go up to get filled. You have to go down to give. Amen? You have to go down to give. So it's up the mountain, the first four. Down the mountain, the second four. So we start on the top again. Is blessed are the merciful. My question to you this morning is, can you care? Can you care for the ones next to you? Because then you will be cared for. Not by people. They will persecute you. But God will look after you. Just as he looked after the birds. He doesn't give them the worm in their mouth. They need to fly and search and seek and then eat. So it's our responsibility. We can't sit back and relax. We have a mission to accomplish. So now, the second one is the pure in heart. That is what is on the inside, because then the word says, then you will see God. Less of you and more of him. Can you take away your eyes and see through Jesus' eyes? And blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons. You are blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. That's the message translation. So you will be a son of God if you're part of the peacemakers. And then this really blessed me. It's blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Did you realize when I read the first beatitude? Poor in spirit will see the kingdom of God. So we start with the kingdom, we go up, we go down, and we end with the kingdom. The foundation or the pillar of the apostolic is to understand the kingdom. You have to understand the kingdom to see God's mission to go out into the world and make disciples, bless them, baptize them. Then there was still a long preaching and teaching and parables and they went down the mountain. I don't know. Some scholars say, but I don't know how many people went up that mountain. But what I do know is only 12 of those um, disciples were ordained as apostles. 12 of them were ordained as apostles. So when they went down the mountain, still preaching happening, Jesus taught them how to pray, how there's still healing, miracles that's happening, all those stuff. And then something happened. You must understand now, 
that have the revelation in their hearts. They must change within, up the mountain, down the mountain. But what happens then is they came to Jesus just after the death of John the Baptist and the disciples called Jesus and say, hey, this day's long, man. Can we just send the, the crowd home? And he said, no, give them food. And they're saying, okay, we, will, we have five breads, two loaves. That's what we have. Two, five loaves and two fishes. Thank you, Pastor. You know your Bible. You will know what's the correct scripture. So what happened there? Jesus told, uh, told them, bring it to me. So he blessed it. And he gave it to the apostles or the, some translations. Others say the disciples. And they've handed to the multitudes. But what happened? Danrai, come. Yaku, I want to use you. Okay. Danrai, you Jesus. Yaku, you an apostle. Okay. And you are for now the multitudes. Okay? But otherwise you're up there. So what happened now, I don't know, I have bread. Okay, you give bread to the apostle. Okay, and then we turn and he handed it out to the multitude. So what happened, they were handing out, everybody got fed, the 5,000 without children, without mothers. So can we make a quick calculation, 15,000, 20,000 out of five loaves, and two fishes. But everybody ate and there was leftovers. But you see, the miracle didn't happen in Jesus' hand. The miracle happened in the hands of the apostle. Thank you. It happened in the hands of the apostle. Jesus needs us for the multiplication to happen. And what is the word over this church for this year? business, multiplication. There's things that will happen when we start seeing that we are called by Jesus as his disciple in an apostolic mandate because in Matthew 28 it speaks about the great commission, the apostolic mandate. We have to go out. But that multiplication will only happen when we go or we give but they had to step out in faith. It's the same with the, it feels like spiders. It's the same with the water that turned into wine. They were saying water in the, in the flesh, but as soon as they start pouring, it became wine. So you see, the miracle didn't happen through the hands of Jesus. That is why he called you and me for a mission to see there's the strategy of why you are here. Otherwise, why? Why are we here? Only for suffering? No, because we have eternal life. But we have to understand that the miracle and the multiplication is in your hands and in my hand, and what you choose to do is in your hands. Amen. Then, so we have everything now. We have the mission, the strategy. We have the beatitudes that Jesus taught them. And then we have 
the understanding that we are called for multiplication. But now the application, how do we do it? How do we do it? It's actually very easy, but we make it so complicated because there's worldly values that we want to strive to, that we want to make sure people accept. But it's in the worldly values where we miss the God, God's kingdom in our lives and that we are called to be part of this church, to be part of the sinned ones, to be part of love for those who need it. Amen. But the application in Matthew 5 verse 13, the AV team was very nice and they got me the message translation. No. Okay. So it says, here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm gonna, going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, so then shine. So now that you have everything, now that you understand there's a mission, and because we are part of the apostolic mandate, the send ones, we're up the mountain, we're down the mountain, you know that you are salt and light, have to be light and to shine, so to be on a hill and not be hidden. But for, for that to take place, you have to understand that you are important. You are important. And God cannot do this without you. So if you're willing, and you can just say that in your own heart, it's Jesus, I'm willing. I'm willing to be part of this movement. I'm willing to be the salt of this world. And you see, our bodies cannot function without salt. You know that. That's where you take the table salt. What is the chemical, chemical name? Notrium. I will send you for classes. Okay. So we need salt. And salt, in this sense, if we look at it in a parable way, it's Jesus. Nothing else can be without Jesus. To preserve the meat, we need salt. To make sure that people don't die and rot, we need Jesus. Are you with me? So that's why you are here, to be part of an apostolic mandate that is given upon this church to show the love for the multitudes on the outside. I'm going to start to end off. So the apostolic mission is then obviously a Christ mission. And Christ's mission was what? To reconcile back to God and to show the love of God for them because he's saying his only son for me and you and he didn't dig up our old sin he said it's forgiven and it's done and dusted but if you're willing to walk with me I can take you up the mountain I can teach you I can show you the Bible says go into your private room close the door and pray seek him diligently seek him diligently Chanel gave a very nice illustration this morning of, a, of money. 
And if you, want, if you wanted that money, you were supposed to go and get it. And that's exactly the same that she shared this morning, is you have to have that will and that need to go and fetch what God has given me and you to do, to be part of this mission. So the mission, the apostolic mission, is definitely a Christ mission, and that is to reconcile back to God. First of all, we have to understand that the essence of God's heart, of the essence of God's love, His heart. In John 3, 16, it says, He gave His only Son, that we should not perish, but have eternal life. So can you have the heart of God for the people around you? Can you love the people around you? Irrelevant of culture, background, can you forgive and still love? Because that's what Jesus did for us. Can we get mad? Never want to see you again. We do. But Jesus is stating that he has given his only son for me and you so that we can have eternal life. So can you change your heart? Can you change your attitude? Can you have the beautiful attitudes in your actions? Then secondly is the love mandate. The mandate state, love your neighbor. No, that's a commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love one another. And then the last one is the purpose of Christ, reconciliation. So we have the heart of God. We have the mandate. It's a commandment for us to love one another. And then thirdly, the purpose of Christ, reconciliation, in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 19, at the end it says, Entrust, He entrusted to us the message of reconciliation. So He trusts you with this message. What is the message that you give? What is the salt that you give? What is the light? Are you only lifting the emmer a little bit for a little bit of light to shine? Or are you stating that I will be on top of that mountain and I will be salt and light for this earth because that is what we need. We need a move. We need a move. So if we're not the send ones, God will send someone else. So church, or be church, are you ready to be church? To be part of an apostolic mandate that's upon this church and because you are part of this church, there's a specific mandate that you carry to go out, to have the characteristics, the foundation of love and grace for those that need it in the outside world. And I want to close by the following. You have to take the beatitudes to heart, letting them shape our attitudes and our actions. That means to feed the hungry, not only, not, not only physically, but also spiritually. Give to the poor, because you, if you give to the poor, the Bible says, you lend unto me, which you will get back at eternal life. So stop give. Stop to give and then always try to get something back. Because you see, God says it's in the private Nobody knows because he will reward you in the private or the secret place. Amen. And then love of Christ and his teachings on the Beatitudes inspire us to live a life that reflects God's love. And I want to prophesy the next over this church is that may we be beacons of hope, agents of peace, vessels of divine love, in a world that yearns for reconciliation and healing. 
And then just there where you are, you can just close your eyes with the salvation prayer. And those of you who prayed it after me, you're please welcome to come to me afterwards so that we can pray again. But I just want you to close your eyes and then I will take up an offering. Just there where you are, say, just, just tell Jesus, Father, I'm ready. If you're ready, just tell him I'm ready. Father, you have called us for apostolic mandate over this church, Father. And Father, you placed us under this covering, Father, for this season. So Jesus, come and help us to be your hands and feet. Father, come and help us to have faith to give for the multiplication to happen. Father, I prophesy over this church that we will be beacons of hope. We live in a world that lost hope. But Father, we have the salt. We have the light. We have the truth on the inside of us, Father, to make a difference in the world that needs you so much. Father, come and give us that courage. Do not worry about persecution. But that we will know if we persecute it, we will see the kingdom, Father, and we will inherit the earth. But the most important, Father, is we will complete your mission. So, Father, we just pray this morning that you will come and help us to open our eyes to see, to see the multitudes, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit our website at bchurch.co.za. We're formed to function. Let's be church.